Shut up and sit down. I've got no skills. What do you want to do about it? The day is fine, so I take my bike for a ride. You are listening to the Dial Podcast with Matt Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Can you handle it? Listen to find out. I turn on to the road to go You have no skills and you're a loser! <laughs> Girls only want boyfriends who have great skill. Yeah, they wind in my face and the sound in my ear feels so good. What what would you say you do here? I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand it? Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Fondering. I'm here with Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking pretty, pretty okay. Pretty okay out there. Looking like that you haven't seen too many gunshots. <laughs> yeah. uh, calling in today, um, chatting with us on the podcast because he's a, a vagabond, uh, Mr. Lance Hepler. It is uh, Sir Lancelot live on location from somewhere Arkansas, parked let's, behind uh, Hampton Inn. Let's just pretend like you're <laughs> calling in from Alabama. Okay, let's do that. Okay, I mean, I mean Conway, Alabama. I don't even at know. A, at a Piggly place, Wiggly. At a Piggly Wiggly. At a, at a Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> and you're in the middle of a gunfight. <laughs> that. Oh my God. Happened. That uh, happened. Cool. All right. Hey, this is our little uh, another shortened summer edition because we're all over the place and busy and in life and whatnot. So um, we're just going to jump right into a backpedal today. And I'm going to start with Lance because he's got fun gun stories to tell. Lance. Gun stories. Go. <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, I was a witness to a shooting in a little tiny town of Dunbridge, Arkansas. Good old uh, Dunbridge. Brand- <laughs> Good old Dunbridge. Uh, Randy and I, we, we, uh, I was, I went into this little tiny town to the, to the local Piggly Wiggly, which is a supermarket because I was trying to take funny videos for, for Matt. I was, I, I made this little dumb video. You can see it on, I think it's on Facebook. It's, it's on, on Facebook. Facebook. You can go see it on Facebook right now. It's, it's on the a, Dow podcast. It's not a dumb video. It's fantastic. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to go to this like backcountry store. And of course, when we pulled in the parking lot. Um, a, a shooting had just happened and there were cars, there were two vehicles that were leaving the scene quick. I had to actually get out of the way to, and we didn't know there was a shooting happening because we didn't hear the shot. We just heard an altercation going on and we thought, Oh, let's get out of here. There's some kind of domestic thing happening. But I walked into Piggly Wiggly anyway. It turned out there was a shooting. Cops came, ambulance came. I actually had to give a official witness statement to the detective who showed up. How, he wanted me to come down to the station. What? But, uh, yeah. Did you He's tell like, him who you, you were? Down to the... I'm like, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> I'm Sir Lancelot. And, and, yeah, you, no, and you're friends so... with uh, the world-famous Matt Legrand, 1997. 1997, guys. State champion. 1997. I, asked, <laughs> I asked the detective, you know Matt Legrand? He's, He's like, like I'm, a, uh, I'm a detective. No. I'm a detective. I know everything. Because I was born in, in, uh, in 1999. I don't know who Matt Legrand is. Damn it. <laughs> All these people getting Anyway, sick. so it looked like it was some kind of domestic dispute. Uh, the guy was injured uh, in his 
face. I don't exactly know how, but he went to the hospital and appeared to be okay. I'm sure that's all you guys care about. But it was pretty crazy to witness that. It was kind of funny. Um, other than that, I, I did do a couple of biking things that were kind of phenomenal, but I don't know if you want me to get into that at all. What makes them so, phenomenal real quick? Just keep it brief. What's up? Um, I, I was riding along the, the coastal highway uh, between uh, Fort Lauderdale and uh, Palm Beach, um, and I was just riding on my own trying to get some miles in, and I got caught by a huge group of about 70 cyclists who were out for their Thursday night Hammerfest ride. Oh, really? So, yeah, I didn't even I didn't even know it was happening. It was like the it was like the nightly group ride. And I pull up to a stoplight, and all of a sudden, I get swarmed by all these people. And I'm like, I turn to the guy next to me, and I'm like, Hey, how how fast are you guys riding? He's like, I don't know, like thirty, <laughs> <laughs> like you do in Florida. <laughs> I'm like, All right, let's go. And so, sure enough, it was like full on Fast and Furious for like fifteen miles, which was nice were, to be able to do were that. Were they racing to like city signs and stop ahead signs and stuff like that? Or was it just like, let's go hard? No, there was one specific uh, sprint point uh, near the end. And, and so I'm, we're riding literally at like 28, 29 mile, miles an hour. And I'm turning to the guys next to me like, Hey, uh, how far are we going? Where, where does this, where does this sprint do? Do I know what to do? He's like, yeah, we go to this bridge, which I had no idea where the bridge yeah, was, but he took, you know, at least he kind of gave me an idea, so that was kind of fun. Nice. Um, yeah, other than that, I did find some, some gravel roads, which were also fantastic. Actually did this gravel ride uh, kind of near Everglades National Park, where uh, it was funny. I, I rode almost 40 miles. It was like 36 miles with 20 feet of elevation gain. <laughs> yep, sounds about right. I can't go. I can't go up my driveway in in twenty feet of elevation gain. So that was pretty funny. But the roads were, you know, they were nice gravel roads along these dikes, and it was uh, there was literally hundreds of cyclists out there because there's there's no good places to ride in South Florida. So that was uh, that was a little bit crazy too. He, like. Driving, I'm riding along these dike roads. I'm not going hard. I'm going 18, 19 miles an hour. And an alligator ran across the dike in front of me. What? Like a, yeah. Like, because it was swamp on either side. And yeah, that was that was pretty funny to see. You need so, to keep a camera on the front of your bike. I know. It, it was. It was so. It was so humid. It just would have been fog the whole time. I couldn't even take pictures because. My phone was so wet, it, the the touchscreen wouldn't work. You know, <laughs> alligators, so, huh? It was kind of crazy. I, I yeah, think you were already gone. I'm not sure if you heard about the story about the pythons that were let loose by Round Lake here in Camas. I I did see the. I somebody posted on Instagram, and I saw the the pictures, which were kind of crazy. Yeah, so, all kinds of fun critters out funny. there. Nice, cool. Anything else? So that's what I did. Uh, no. <laughs> hey Matt, you want to backpedal? Yes. Um, I don't have that much to say. I'll keep it quick. I definitely have biked more. I went to California and just brought the bike, so there's a fair amount of biking. And then you know, uh, this weekend just you know kept kept it rolling, uh, as they say. And I don't. I was telling you, Jake, this yesterday on our ride. We we did a ride last night. We did about 15 miles or something. Yeah, Nothing big. Just, just like an easy hour. hour. Yeah. And. Uh, I don't think I've done anything big like 
50 miles or more. Maybe I've done 50 miler, but like I haven't done anything big in a while. And uh-huh. so I need to find like a Saturday or something and just go a little bit longer just because I Let's just go on Saturday. It. Yeah, we should. Well, you'll probably do like a faster group ride and I should probably do something a little bit more mellow since I'll probably crack about 40, 45 miles into That's it. Fine. Stay with us as long as you can. Yeah, that'll work. You crack and just do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah, that could be fun. Stop at a coffee shop, get some caffeine. Yeah. Charge back up and go. That That actually sounds like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then swimming, uh, not running a lot, which I think is good. I think I ran basically, I think I've only run once in the past week. Um, just because I was in California running with a wife, you know, that kind of stuff. Not, I'm trying not to run a lot to try and see if my ankle can come around. Um, and yeah, normal swim stuff, swim in California, swim here. Um, and then I, uh, I did one open water swim yesterday where i tested a whole bunch of watches so each time i went out i took three watches so um a watch on like this pull buoy thing or the safety buoy thing that i was pulling behind me and then a watch on either wrist the idea would be like you get you know a good gps track on the one that's on the buoy and then the ones that go into the water over and over again on each arm would be more like for testing purposes so i was able to test you know i think eight watches so that way you're doing a lot of testing these days. Do you, I mean, obviously you're going to come up with protocol. You're going to come up with yep. some standards that you're going to do. Are you doing stuff that maybe other people are not doing that might be, I don't know, um, proprietary to Matt Legrand? No. no. Um, there are some things like, uh, I don't, there's not, there's one other guy that, uh, like kind of checks how bright watches are. Sure. Um, which is weird because you'd think like how bright a watch is kind of important, but so like what, nits is that what it is? Well, is that how they measure the you, lights? You can measure it lumens or nits. there's other you know there's okay. metrics for lights sure. that you can use. Uh, but he and I are the only two people that like measure watch lights. He does like kind of similar to me where he'll review watches and stuff, but his channel is geared around CrossFit stuff. His name is um, CrossFit Hunter. And, uh, or something like that. I don't okay. want to mess that up. <laughs> anyway, uh, he does a good job with his stuff. And, uh, and you know, I've noticed that, uh, you know, some of the other bigger channels don't, don't do brightness of watches, mm-hmm. which is not a huge thing as long as you can see it pretty well. But I do think, like, visibility on watches is important. And I do think visibility on, like, by computers is important. And I think Lance and I, what was that, about a year ago, we're, we were outside of the lab here. And we were, like, looking at all of these bike computers trying to decide, like, how visible, how's the contrast, yeah. how bright they are. Uh, I thought that was, yeah. you know, something cool and definitely something that I'm going to, like, loop back on and talk about again. Like, which watches are mo- or which computers are most visible in particular like which computers are most visible in direct sunlight because Mm -hmm. that's what we do yep we go bike cool yep my back pedal real quick is this past week has been kind of i've ridden every day i've I've gotten in my minimum hour it wasn't spectacular in terms of volume or intensity with the exception of the flogging ride uh the flogging ride is always a good time we uh have been going really hard the last couple times which has been fun um but other than oh i did race i did a race two weeks ago something like that so um i went out race- a week and a half ago yeah pir i did nice. did that and it was uh was that your first race back um i've done one other pr back in 2019 so 
and, and this time I went out and rode in the three fours instead of the one, two, threes. And my goal was to a not get taken out yep. and B was to help teammates. And I did that. And it was the first time I've ever done a PR race where I didn't go for any of the premiums and didn't go for the sprint finish. I was just there strictly to help teammates. And we had a good time. We had a really big field of people and, um, we did overall pretty well. Our plan didn't really go according to plan just because it was such a big field and they weren't letting anything get off the front. So, um, that part didn't work out. So the plan B was, all right, let's just have a, a nice long lead out train for the finish. Um, we were missing one or two people because they got cut up in, in the back and they just couldn't work their way up to the uh, the lead out. But it was a lot of fun because on the backside, um, Chris Weirman started and he got us ramped up and we were going pretty stinking hard and he peeled off and then I pulled. And I think Chris and I were able to, the whole backside to the final turn and going into the final sprint where Ian was our, our last one lead out, I think we were able to keep it at about 34 or 35 miles an hour off the front and just strung out the whole field. And that was a lot of fun because uh, it makes things a little bit safer. And if you if we have one more person in that line, because Ian was able to come around and he pulled just a little bit and then we had Guy Van Gogh, but he popped, he, he went a little too soon. Mm -hmm. So he, he just didn't have the, the horsepower to stick it out. And there's a, a couple of the people that kind of followed his wheel and jumped off, including some of our teammates. But um, if we had one more person in that, we probably could have had a little bit more success with the overall uh, finish there. So that was fun. And I should have been there for you. I would have been, I would have been in that train for you. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Hey, will you be, but, uh, will you be back before PIR finishes up? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you know, on Maybe. August on August tenth, I believe it is. It's uh, this coming Tuesday. It's like a uh, in a week, uh, just under a week. Um, Evan, Mr. Evan Price will be out there racing with us, and he really wants to try and get as many people to come out as possible. I I doubt you'll be back by then, though, right? Uh, no. Uh, actually, we might be back by. I'm. I we might be back by this weekend. Oh, really? So, well, that's fantastic. Yeah, we're 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 pushing things up a little bit. Uh, getting back than what we thought because anyway I miss my dog that's why <laughs> that's reasonable you miss us Lance it's alright you can say it. oh yeah <laughs> and I miss all the racing too cool yeah. All right, so in the spirit of keeping this short and sweet because Matt's got things to do and Lance has got to get on the road, we're going to skip all the other stuff and we're going to jump right into our topic for uh, today, and that is hacks. We got some hacks for you. We're going to share some hacks that hacks. are specific to maybe endurance training, maybe, I don't know, working on your bike, triathlon, whatever it might be. So we're just going to run around the table and the phone here and see what you guys got for hacks. I don't know how well prepared the gents are. We are so prepared. So prepared. We are always prepared. I've every got, single oh. time. I got a couple things. So yeah. um, Lance, you got anything you want to share with us? Okay. I'm going to start with one thing that I do every single time. And I don't know if everybody does this, but. I I clean and lube my chain before every ride. Oh, 100%. No, that's I, actually I, on my list, too. It's not necessarily that it's a, it's a hack. It's just like that's what you should do. But go ahead, Lance. I don't want to talk over you. But a lot of people, uh, you know, it's messy to clean your chain if you don't have the right rag, if you don't have the right degrease or stuff. And so a lot of people just put it off. Or you don't ride it very much, and so you end up not thinking, oh, it's fine, it's going to be okay till next time. But I... I degrease my chain uh, with a with a rag and then relube it before every ride. Especially if you're riding now during the summer when it's if it's dusty or dry, I uh, I guess the same thing happens if it's wet or nasty. I still relube my chain every time. Sure. Um, so you yeah. know, 
GCN just did a video recently, and they did a thing at the Muckoff headquarters because Muckoff is actually a, it's a England-based company, if I'm not mistaken. But they were at their headquarters, and they were huh. doing some really cool testing on chains and um, the efficiency and the number of watts that you save by having a very clean and properly lubed chain. And it was actually relatively significant. Um, granted, they went through a little bit more of an extensive process, but even if you were just to do a general cleaning on your chain and you use the right kind of uh, chemicals, if you will, it made a pretty significant difference in the terms of watts. And you also don't have to listen to a loud chain. That that drives me absolutely bonkers when people have a loud chain because they yeah. won't clean their drivetrain. So, Lance, how do you feel about that mock-off degreaser? Uh, it's, it's excellent. Um, the product itself is really good. It, um, it smells good. <laughs> it degreases really good. The, uh, the spray bottle that it comes in is trash. <laughs> it works really well until it doesn't like the little sprayer thing is kind of a piece of crap, but we actually here at the lab now have the refill bottles. And what's nice about those uh, is a, I think they're about maybe just a, t a tiny bit more, but you get more of it. And if you put it in one of our standard water bottles, it or squirt bottles rather, it works really well. And that's what we've done here at the lab. Yeah. And we're using that stuff on pretty much every single bike that comes through the doors. Um, it's pretty fantastic. Not that this is a, a plug yeah. or a spot for muck off, but we've uh, kind of come to like them quite a bit. I haven't tried it yet. I need to yeah. do that. You should. I'll just steal it's some good. from the lab here. <laughs> right on. Matt, do you have a hack? Yes. What hack um, might you okay, have? Okay, so what I've been doing is it's it's hot right now. It's summertime, and pretty much every ride's been pretty warm. Uh, I put I fill almost my entire water bottle with ice and just let it melt. And sure. you know, basically by the time I'm out there riding and I feel my I need my first drink, I grab it and the ice is at least halfway melted. Sure. And it's it's water. You could do the same thing by just freezing water bottles. Okay. So that way you could say like, hey, have you know, throw a couple water bottles in the freezer and then you can just if you have my setup where it's like there's a freezer in the um, garage right where all the bike stuff is, you can just grab bottles on the go and just throw them in there and go. So it's it's kind of so if it was frozen solid, do you think would you yep. would you freeze a whole bottle or maybe just a half bottle and then top it off with some water so it starts? What to I've been doing is is mostly like throwing like packing it full of ice and then putting water on top of it and then by the time I'm like sipping it or kneading it, like all the ice is completely melted. Sure. So I do think that you could do. You could do one of two things. You could have one water bottle that's kind of like that standard thing where you throw a whole bunch of ice in there and then uh -huh. throw water in there and then have a second one that's completely frozen. Okay. And then just like that one, save that one for a second. And by the time you get to it, it could still be cold. I don't know. That's actually a pretty good idea. I haven't actually thought of ever doing a full water bottle. Yep. I've done these other well, things like that you can purchase. and It kind of creates like a cylinder-esque uh, yeah. kind of ice cube, if you will, and you can throw that in there. And it, it seemed like it lasted longer because it was a yep. little bigger diameter, but just actually freezing the whole thing, if that is going to melt in time. Just as long as you're careful not to split your water bottle from the expansion. Yeah, so don't fill expansion. it up yeah. all the way. Yep. Just give yourself yep. a little room. Yep. Or you can just leave the top off, you know, when There's you freeze that it. If you just stand it up tall. Yep. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Cool. Um, hack. Hack. <laughs> hack. <laughs> uh, I have um, one that, that I usually employ this time of year. I sweat a fair amount. And the first thing is like a headband usually oh, will yeah. work pretty well. We'll talk about this. And Halo is a brand that I actually quite like. They make these Halo headbands that you can you know get in different colors and, and fittings and sizes and all that other stuff. But they've got this little silicone band that goes around your forehead. And what happens is like as you sweat it, the... Um, the the head skull cap or whatever it is that you're wearing will absorb all of the sweat, but eventually it's going to need to start to drip. And what happens is it comes down to that 
that little silicone bit and it basically channels the water to the back. So then the water starts running down the side in the back of the hat as opposed to in your eyes and all over your glasses. Um, it can get to the point where if you're sweating a lot that it'll pull up. But you can, at that point in time, take your glasses off, put it on your helmet. And if you lean your head forward and over to the side and push against the front of the helmet, it will actually kind of like, you know, like kind of like rinse it out or like, you know, that's drain gross. all of the sweat. It is gross, That's but disgusting. It, it's absolutely disgusting, yeah. but it will, you know, pour out the side and then you've got maybe a good hour before that's going to happen again. Put your sun glasses back on and go. And it's a hundred percent better to do that yeah. than it is to have sweat all over your glasses because then it will start sweat in your glasses. glasses. Then it like... starts to dry and it, it basically, you know, takes away from your visibility and it's just a big nuisance. And then if you're, you know, got sunscreen on your face and it starts yep. getting in your eyes. I can remember a time riding with Matt many moons ago that oh, you yeah. got some sunscreen in your eyes and you were like, just like so angry about that. Yeah. I, well, that happens to me all the time where it's like, I sweat a lot sure. and I sweat, you know, I doing time trialing. Like I used to, you're, you're, your face is not down, like you're not facing completely straight down. Sure. You are facing further down typically than you would be if on like a normal bike. You just don't sit up as much. And so you basically are just pooling sweat down from a TT ha helmet down onto the, you know, it's not even like glasses necessarily. Sometimes it could be your glasses, but sometimes it's the actual visor, like, visor yeah. itself. And so it's a big mess when you're trying to race. Yeah. And another thing, when you're wearing one of those skull caps, if you've got really short hair, if you're balding or yeah. anything of that nature, it's actually going to help protect your yeah. head from sun. And you'd be amazed at how many people will take off a helmet after a ride. They just have the it, weird burn marks. Marks all over the place. You yeah. That's kinda, mean. This Wolverine looking thing going yeah. on. That's, a, that's the look I'm going for. You know, so. I actually, I, uh, I take my sunglasses off my face on every climb because that's when I usually drip all over my sunglasses. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. And so I, I, and, and that's, it's not really ideal either, but every time I'm climbing, if it's longer than 30 seconds, I take my sunglasses off and put them on my helmet so that I don't drip on my sunglasses. Maybe I should be wearing one of those halo things. Yeah. yeah they work pretty well. Um, we've got some here at the lab. So when you get back into town, Lance, I'll throw one at you. Um, but okay. Yeah. Thanks good times and the other thing is like once you get the sweat all over your sunglasses and you're out riding and you're already sweaty there's nothing that you're going to find to dry it off unless you like stop at a gas station nope. or somewhere to get a napkin but you're going to go like try and wipe it off in your jersey uh, newsflash that's going to be all wet and sweaty too so they just won't ever yeah. get cleaned until you get home yep cool lance you got another one yeah my next one um i actually carry an expired driver's license with me while Ooh. i ride because i don't take my wallet with me but I, I have an old expired driver's license sure. that uh, has my name and address so that you can identify my body when they dig it out of the ditch. Um, but uh. Uh, one, <laughs> one of the things I do is I keep it in a little zippered pouch um, that I take with me on every ride. And that zippered pouch has um, uh, my expired driver's license. It has a few dollars, you know, a few bucks in it so that I can stop for emergencies. Uh, it has like a, um, a little, uh, uh, a boot, a little boot for a tire if I need it. And then sometimes I put my whole flat kit in there as well, instead of having a saddle bag, um, just depending on the situation. Sometimes saddle bag works and sometimes I have my flat kit in that bag, but, um, but that little, that driver's license little thing, I, I was able to hang on to one when I upgraded one and I, I just leave it in there. So I never have to think about it. So that's a good one. Nice. Matt. Uh, okay. So this is one that we probably have all 
maybe done or or at least might be aware of it's like the um i don't know if you guys have ever used talcum powder to put a tube in so that it doesn't stick on tires or anything like that or get twisted oh. you guys ever use that yeah i haven't but sometimes yeah. you do see like a thin coating yeah. on a, it does something. come with some yeah. yeah that's exactly what they do actually um especially wait matt you still use you still use tubes in some of your bikes that's uh, weird it is weird actually no none of the bikes i have have <laughs> tubes but yet I still have these like two almost not used talcum powder things. And my wife was like, we're not using those on our kids. And I was like, no, these are for bike tubes. Uh, but, <laughs> but I have, I don't use them that often, but like, you know, I think maybe two weeks ago I was putting in tubes and, and it's one of those things where it's like when you're at home in your garage and you have time to kind of like do it correctly, you might as well put a little bit of talcum powder on there, make sure it slides in there correctly. And it's not going to get like, you know, twisted or stuck on each other. Uh, but that's a nice little hack if you guys are using tubes. If you're not using tubes, um, you know, maybe carry uh, a plug. That might be a hack. I don't know if that's really a hack or not. That's just common sense, I think. I don't have one. And that's why <laughs> I don't sense. have any common sense because I always forget mine at home. I need to put a saddlebag back in my bag, in my uh, bike. Crazy. You know what I was thinking when I left to ride with you yesterday? I was like, I don't need my, I don't, I'll, Jake will have stuff if I don't have it. No, I have my phone that I can call my <laughs> wife and say, hey, can you come pick me up? <laughs> uh, we would have both been out of luck yesterday. Yeah, pretty bad. Um, I'm going to stick on the theme of sweating. Okay. Um, you do a ton of sweating and that stuff all gets built up in your helmet. And a lot of times like you will go to put your helmet on after you know, a few good months of summertime sweating, that thing starts to really stink. Yeah, And so my recommendation, my little hack is when you are done with your ride, generally speaking, you're going to go take a shower because you're all sweaty, right? Right. Just leave your helmet on your head. Take it into the shower with you. and Take all your clothes off and just wear your helmet around. Wear your helmet. Exactly. My wife, my wife loves that. <laughs> it's a good look. Yeah. Take the helmet in the shower with you and rinse it off. And you can actually use the shampoos and whatnot to um, you know, basically clean it off. And they're obviously not going to hurt your head so they're not going to hurt your helmet and that's just a good way to keep your helmet from being stinky and it's good hygiene and you don't have the bacteria growing in there to, i need to do that yeah it's not a bad idea so that might be a good way to uh keep yourself smelling fresh and clean what I, else uh, i dip my helmet i dip my helmet in my pool when i'm at home oh there you Actually, go a little chlorine for it thing. or if i'm taking a shower at the back of my van which happens while i'm uh, on the road I, I leave my helmet on and spray my, my whole helmet at the same time as that. So are you standing there naked behind your shower with your helmet on your head? Yeah, I, I feel like that's a gift for all the people around me. Yeah. Those people at the Piggly Wiggly <laughs> love you, Lance. <laughs> right on. They all love me. All right, let's keep this rolling, Lance. What else? What else you got? Okay, let me think. Uh, what's uh, another good hack? You know, um, I get this question asked. Well, I may have mentioned this before, but uh, if you're if you're traveling to rides and stuff, um, and not just riding from your house all the time, I keep all my I keep all my bike stuff actually in my van. Like all I have, I have a full set of tools and equipment and extra stuff, and I keep it all in my van um, so that I don't forget something. Uh, case in point. Um, our teammate Ian Gibson is on a is on a uh, adventure right now. He's in Moab, Utah today. Um, he stopped, I think, somewhere in Utah to ride yesterday, and he's on his way. And he's been texting me back and forth because I've been giving him ideas about where to ride and where to park, uh, where he's kind of camping. He's like, "Yeah, the one thing I forgot is 
my uh, charger for my um, yeah. for my uh, all your th- for, all for the battery for the SRAM battery the yeah. SRAM little battery. He forgot the charger for that. Whoops! And I realized that yeah, I I keep that charger in my van. I actually have one in my van and I have one in my garage so that I have one in both places. But and I just say, hey, you know what? I try to do is I keep all my bikes up in my van. It kind of makes it simpler. So. When, when I'm working on my bikes at home, I just, I pull my van up to the back of my garage so that all my tools are available right there while I'm walking in out of the garage. It's a rolling so, shop, yeah. Well, not everybody has an adventure van, so no. I, I, yeah, another tier to that, another option would be have a race bag and keep like the basic tools in there, keep some extra nutrition, maybe some extra chamois cream, mm-hmm. keep the, all the basics so that when you know that you're ready to go do a ride, all you're really going to need to bring is going to be your shoes your helmet, and your bike. If you've got those basics, you're going to be good to go. If you've got some extra gloves in there, you'll be good. Um, Maybe that's just where you keep your stuff in general, too. That's where I keep my sunglasses. If my sunglasses are not attached to my helmet, they're in the case inside that particular Mm -hmm. race bag, so that all I have to do is grab that and go. So That's a good idea. Keep everything centralized. Yeah. Good. Matt, what else you got? This is is a ripoff because this is a classic, like, bike hack of – you know, sidewall tear in your tire, you can fix that usually with like dollar bill is one of the classic mm-hmm. ones or um, gel, you know, empty gel packet. Yep. That's that's a classic bike hack, I think. And I think that if we're going to do a show talking about bike hacks, that should be thrown in there. How many times have you employed that? Um, I don't know if I've ever had to do that. I'm trying to think. I feel like I've patched a sidewall with something. I just don't know if it's a dollar bill or a gel or and I'm trying to remember like what we used. Yeah. How about you, Lance? Have you ever done that before? I have. I had I've had to use a clip bar wrapper uh, to uh yep to uh to for a split in a wall in yeah. a sidewall. Gotcha. Yep. When I it worked when I keep, home. Yeah when yeah. I keep a saddlebag on my bike, which it should I'm going to make a note to do that when I get home. But when I keep a saddlebag on my bike, I always keep one of those park tool um, boots. And those things actually are pretty nice. I mean, granted, it's not free like a a used gel pack or a dollar bill or whatnot. But um, it's got a little bit of adhesive backing on it. Mm -hmm. So it will stick and stay where you want it to go. And it's it's meant to do that. And they're cheap. I think a pack of three is like three bucks. Oh, that's good. It's super cheap. And just keep one of those things in there. And it works out pretty slick. And I've actually given them out quite a few times to Mm -hmm. different people that have had catastrophic failures on their bicycle tire so cool have you ever stuffed like a bunch of grass in there i was talking with paul about this earlier i don't, i was thinking no i've never tried that but it seems like one of those things where like that would work it would keep your rims from getting destroyed yeah it's think i think it would maybe i i, I the guys on gcn again they did that once they were they tried like, it and i, I don't i think that was like the the lowest thing on the total pool like you can do it it might give you some marginal protection but it, it was a a bodge or whatever. Right. Didn't whatever end up it. working. <laughs> cool. Um, here's another one. Uh, have you guys ever heard of, I, and I just learned this, like literally this week, I was talking with a, a new teammate on the team, and he was telling me about some stuff that he did back in the day. He's a, an ex-pro mountain bike racer, really getting back into cycling. Super cool dude. Uh, but he was telling me about um, this thing called Ghetto Tubeless. Have you guys ever heard of Ghetto Tubeless? No. Sounds fantastic. Lance, you've ever heard of Ghetto uh-huh. Tubeless? So no, I haven't. this was like right when tubeless was starting to become a thing. And there's a lot of people that wanted to run tubeless, but they didn't have the right tire. They didn't have the right you know, wheel. They maybe didn't have the valve core. So what they were doing is they were taking an old tube 
and they were like very carefully making an exact cut down the inside, the inner diameter of it, and splaying it open. And then they would basically line oh. the tire with said tube, and then they would mount the tire over the tube, and the tube would actually be sticking out. It would stick right. out on the sides. Uh, so you've got the bead that was basically coming down onto the, the rubber part of the tube, and the tube would be sticking out. And once you got the tire set, he would go around with an X-Acto knife and trim off all of the edging, and then they would put the sealant in, and then they would inflate it, and that was their tubeless setup. Now, the tires weren't necessarily tubeless um, compatible because they're going to be a little bit more porous um, but the sealant itself would eventually kind of seep into the tire making it uh, you know tubeless compatible and then you just have to maintain your air and keep the proper mix and balance of the the tubeless sealant super sketch and then he said it worked fantastic and then (laughs) he was telling me about this i'm like i've never heard of that that is actually pretty genius and then i went and did a little bit of reading on it and it, it actually is really solid. And there's a lot of like how-to videos. It's a bunch of stuff on YouTube. I'm like, that's actually pretty genius because if you think about it too, like- It's probably cheaper. Yeah. What if you, what if you break a valve stem or something? And not that that's ever going to happen, but maybe you're, you're putting some air in your tire and you're out there and you're running tubeless and your valve core breaks and you don't have another right. one. You could splay open a tube. I guess that could potentially have a valve core that you could take out of there. But let's just say that you're in a, in a pickle and you need to do something like that. You could actually use that to set up in your tire if you, I don't know. It could. The only problem is like tire sealant, all the things. It seems like that's a long shot. Uh, maybe it might be worth trying. Might, but, <laughs> you try weird well, things when you're well, stuck. The, the, the primary purpose, though, is for somebody that doesn't have some tires that are UST compatible. And right, exactly. Yep. You could basically set yourself up with a, a, a ghetto tubeless. So I actually want to try it on a, an old crappy wheel and an old crappy tire just to see if it works. It should be fun. And then if you get it to work, maybe there's some applications there or some, some things that you can do to help some folks out to go tubeless. What do you think about that, Lance? Uh, that seems pretty ghetto. <laughs> Love it. Cool. What else you got, Lance? Sometimes is 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 just fine. I guess sometimes it's just fine. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, I'm not I'm not coming up with anything right just yet. Okay, so you guys have more. Yeah. So in the winter time when it rains here a lot, I think having a uh, shoe drying rack or shoe drying area in your garage is so fantastic for running shoes for biking shoes you come in yep as much as you think that you know you're you're gonna like that your shoe warmers are gonna keep everything good you still end up you know with wet shoes and just having like nice warm dry shoes it's so nice because you're gonna go out and get sloppy wet and you're gonna come home and if you just leave your shoes there and you don't do anything they're gonna be they're gonna be wet when you go back out there ride again you know eventually it's not gonna matter because you're probably get wet over and over again but the last thing you want to do is put dry shoes dry feet into wet shoe sorry dry socks and feet into a wet shoe it's a gross feeling it's disgusting do you ever like go out to the garage and like turn the warmer on so that it's like warm when you put your shoes on (laughs) i haven't thought about that but that's not a bad idea Oh uh, yes, I have done that. It's great. I have done that. The other thing is, uh, if there if people are triathletes that are listening to this, your running shoes will need the same treatment. Yep. I like sloppy trails and in the winter time. Our thing is running all of the time because my kids go yep. in there and they'll put their shoes on it. And like, because your shoes get dirty. My kids are sticklers about their shoes staying clean and whatever. Okay. Especially my oldest daughter, yeah. and she'll like wash them and she'll be out there and vying for time on their drying them. But they also use them for like snowboarding stuff, and it's also got a glove warmer on there. Yeah. So they're always doing that stuff. So I'm always, hey, get off my shoe dryer. Get Those things are like 20 bucks. They're, they're, they're cheap. cheap. Yeah. yeah. So you go to Costco and get them for a good one for like 20 or 30 bucks. Um, but it also. I've actually. Go ahead. 
I've actually I've actually missed that quite a bit uh, here because I've been riding in the south for the last you know week and a half, oh. and the humidity has been hovering around ninety percent. My my mountain bike shoes have not dried out yet. They're they're terribly stinky right I now. I thought you keep That's one gross. of everything in your van. There's not one of those in your van. I have two pairs. No, I don't have an air. I don't have an air. Fail. No, I don't. Fail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it also helps keep the stink down too. If you dry it out yep. quickly, it just helps them keep in their freshness. Cool. All right, right, I've got one last one, and it's the I, I've we started doing the flogging rides again, and it's a race pace thing. And I've been trying to get back into utilizing certain nutritional things, and I don't, it's not necessarily a hack, but it definitely works like hell. Is the uh, the Rocket Red? I've been using that again oh, all yeah. year long, yeah. and it's it's fantastic. It's got those phytonitrates in there, and it gives you that extra power kick. And I've felt it, and I've noticed it, and oh, I've, yeah. I've, I've I still like that stuff quite a bit. Do you still use that, Lance? I haven't used it in a while, um, but uh, my favorite part about using that is once you know, I, I would use it. I use it before uh, short races. I was doing, you know, like cyclocross races. And yeah. I'd hit it about uh, a half an hour before a race start, and I always knew that it was working because my my skin would start to tingle. My yep. face would yep. tingle, yep. and my, 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 my forearms would tingle a little bit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's about to get on because <laughs> I'm feeling it now. <laughs> it was always a good feeling to feel it tingle. Gotcha. All right, gents, any other hacks? I have a whole bunch more for triathlon, but we will save that for another time for a video or something. Yep. My last, my very last hack is uh, get yourself on a good team. You yeah, want to know why? Every go. time you need something, you reach out to your team. I am always blown away with how people rally to help people out. We've got a new girl coming on to our triathlon team. She's 14 years old. She doesn't have anything and um, doesn't have a, you know, a, a big budget for stuff. And we needed a bike for her. And I put out to the team, it was a couple of days ago, like, hey, here's this girl. Here's the story. We need a bike for her. It's not a permanent thing, but her family just right. needs to make sure that she likes, likes the sport likes the sport first before they make an investment does anybody have a bike that she can borrow for the rest of the summer our team like and i had to tell people hey we got it covered because we had five people offer up bikes wow that was fantastic yeah. so and it's just such a good resource like every yep. time you need something or you want to go ride with somebody or you're, you have a question about something there's your hack right there just hack it's it's huge it's huge because you know all these people that are like i'm new to the sport and i don't know what, how to buy a bike yeah. or any of this stuff it's like join a team and you've got 50 people that are obsessed with bikes that want to help you and so you know i have a friend that's in chicago and he's trying to get started on a tra you know triathlon and he probably does just wants to do one to see how he likes it of sure. course and it's like borrow a bike from friends but yep. you had you kind of have these teammate built-in friends to do that yep. if you if you join a group so. absolutely we'll see Cool. All right, let's move That's on. Awesome. Let's move into one last thing. Matt, start us off one more last thing. I put out a video last week, which is doing pretty well, and it was the uh, Bolt version two, the new one that just came out, versus the um, Garmin five thirty. Nice, like a specific good video. product. Yeah, and that one is, um, you know, it's funny how YouTube works with the algorithm. It's like you can put out that video, and it will just, you know, it'll do okay, but sometimes the algorithm picks it up, and it's got, I don't know, like. I don't, I don't remember what the numbers are. Three thousand views in the past couple of days or yeah. whatever. So it's like, oh, that's going to do okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's the the video that Matt or Matt that, yeah, that Lance and I did. Yeah. That one just exploded just our channel. I yeah. mean, we like catapulted like way went past the the thousand subscriber mark. I think we're up to about oh, twelve hundred now. I meant now. to tell you congratulations. I listened to the yeah. podcast and I was like, oh, 
That's awesome. Yeah, I'm thanks. super excited for you guys. So it, it, that, gosh, we have had such great response to that. And so many like um, like comments, like just good comments in there. Yeah. And it's just, it's almost fun. It's just like, oh, I yeah. wish I had more time to sit down and engage with every single person. But there's a bunch of other videos that they've given us ideas about making. So I'm kind good. of excited about that. Good. That's yeah, good stuff. But that was a good video, man. Well done. Like usual. Thank you. Cool. Yep. Mr. Yeah. Lance Hepler, one last thing for me, buddy. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that I'm home actually the next four or five days. Uh, I am oh, wow. I am two hours out right now from Bentonville, Arkansas. So I'm headed up there to ride some of the mountain bike trails here this afternoon. Oh, cool. Um, so I guess I'll uh, I'm gonna I'm, I plan to ride the back forty loop. I don't know what that means, but uh, I'm gonna go check it out and maybe I'll be able to report on some Arkansas mountain bike trail. Is yeah, that where Dylan Johnson calls home? No. He's in North Carolina. Oh, no, North Carolina. From, that's from. Gotcha. He, yeah, he's from Brevard. Yeah, yeah Brevard. The BB that's Infinite it. group but, is there. Yeah. Oh, oh, BB Infinite's in. Yeah, some, somewhere over there. They were talking Bentonville. about it. Sure. You gonna stop in there and say or, hi to Gary? I should, but no. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So Arkansas, what's where are you guys gonna try and make it to after that? Uh, then we're we're gonna drive back home through Kansas City, Denver. Uh, Salt Lake or Ogden and then Boise. We're going to head back home that way. Cool. Nice. We'll be excited so, to have you so, home. There'll be some rides along the way. Yeah. Excellent. Looking forward to seeing this like, post. It's been like five it's been like five weeks or something like that. It's been a minute, yeah. Cool. My one last thing is going to be one for me and one for the lab. Um, the first one is uh, I just want to thank all of the Patreons again because I didn't get a chance to do that. We will get back to our Patreon drawings. Yeah. You guys are freaking fantastic. It just it still blows my mind that people yeah. like to support the show and we get new ones and it's just I don't know it's amazing. Um, it helps us do very cool things with this and keep pushing it out. So to each and every one of you, a heartfelt thank you. Um, if you guys are interested in the Patreon stuff, you can go to Dow Podcast and just find the link there. Um, the last thing is uh, this is going to be more lab oriented and it's going to be kind of team oriented too. We've got a bunch of uh, a brand new freshly roasted tangent roaster coffee here oh boy and any decaf um, in there i think there is a decaf in there matt uh, it's not in there anymore because i'm gonna steal it <laughs> but That's what's gonna happen guys there's no decaf yeah. here it's all mine it's it's kind of slowed down a little bit just because i don't know maybe because of hot weather or whatnot but um we've got a bunch of fresh coffee in here if anybody's interested come by pick it up a hundred percent of the net proceeds goes to our um our team and we use that money for our bikes for kids programs where we buy bikes for less fortunate kids. And, uh, we are going to be adding that to the website pretty soon. They are wow. going to come up with some stock photography and I, I don't get that from them soon. I'm actually going to do some photos myself and get it added to the website so folks can order it and maybe bundle it with some, some orders that they're doing on the dial cycling website and we can get you some fresh roasted coffee. Pretty cool stuff though. Awesome. Anything else? Nice. That's it. All right, Matt, oh, look at this. It's exactly it. I know. the time that we were supposed to back finish. To work. Look at that. Back game. to the grind. Back to it. So, <laughs> all right. We do appreciate everybody listening. We will be back next week. Until then, bye for now. Bye.